Oh, sweet bliss. Are we doing this? It's time for another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'll tell you how I am. That, that's, how I, that's how I have conversations. I say, how are you? And I immediately launch into how I am doing. Because I'm a narcissist and I'm just trying to own it. And just trying to deal with my own selfishness and wallow in it. And roll around in it. And you're welcome, everybody. I'm a pig. Um... I, I've hurt my shoulder. I'm like cranky. I've, if you can kind of hear my voice is all ripped apart because I'm doing this show right now that I'm screaming in and I have to go to New York and do my solo show this weekend. And I'm like nervous about just like, how am I going to get through 70 minutes three times in a weekend with my voice the way it is? And are people going to come and I have to get to New York and all this stuff? And I'm just like, everything's fine. Everything's great. Nothing terrible. Um, but just sort of an overall, like, kind of stress and agita, to use that old word. I don't know where it comes from. The old world, agita. Um, but then it seems like a lot more people are, like, going through a lot right now. And it's just, I just want to just uh, just give a shout out of love and support. And you're amazing to people. We, we have no idea what people are going through every day. When you ask people how they are, they just always say fine. And I think I, on my old podcast, I said that one time I had a rant about that. Like, and I think I said to people, just say you're fine. Just, we don't want to, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to get into it. And, and on some level, I, I still, agree, I agree with that because it's, there's certain times you're like, you know what? I'm late for the bus or, you know, I have a sandwich coming. So nice to see you. Bye. But there are other times that, that I think it's really important to share what you're going through when you're going through something major and I'm certainly not right now. So, but a lot of people are and, and it's, it's an important thing to uh, put it out there. And we have all this social media and all this stuff there, but it's also, we just have, we just have no idea, like, uh, you know, the, the people, what they're really going through. Cause we, I think we post on social media, this idea of how we're doing um, I usually only po- post like positive stuff and, oh my God, look, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I rarely just like explode with negativity on there. Even when I'm going through it, um, I try to handle that in other ways. And I don't know if that's good or bad or whatever. Um, but recently, um, Holly Mandel, who's one of uh, my lovely guests today, uh, and I uh, and our friend Chris Eckert went to a memorial service for a student on Saturday and um and I, I bring this up because, you know, he was he was really special to us and to the groundlings. And but he was going through something so major um, that we had no idea. You know, he uh, his name is Nate Duran and um, he was a delight. There was just a, a light in his eyes and that he was always like he loved comedy so much. And he was somebody who would always stay after class and want to talk to me about classic sketches or just if I liked a certain comedian or, or, you know, and he wanted to talk about different styles and he was a nerd about it like I was and, and he, and he truly loved it. And, um, you know, and there were times to be honest that I would get really frustrated with him because his energy would be all over the place and he wouldn't, he just wouldn't have it sometimes. And I'm like, where are you, where are you right now? And, um, and I was really, uh, I don't know, not, not, incredibly patient at times and um and yet he was always the person that when I would see him like outside of class and after our classes were over and I would see him running to other classes he went to every class by the way he took every class he could and could and did every show I always liked seeing him because you know some people you run into and you're like oh boy this is gonna be a lot but every time I saw Nate you're like Nate how are you and he had just this lightness and this spirit and it was uh, and this just this um grace and he had mentioned casually that he was like had um, an injury and he had a lot of back pain and this and that, but he never made that a, a big deal. And turns out he had something called arachnoiditis um, or some version of that, where basically he had a major injury. Some horrible doctor uh, gave him a series of surgeries and 13 steroid injections. So his spine permanently fused. He was in chronic pain for the last seven years of his life. He was completely miserable. And 
at his service, his parents read a letter that he wrote them about just what a typical day in the in his life was like. And he talked about just having to get out of bed and how it would take him an hour to get out of bed. And then in preparation of going to an improv class, and I'm sitting there going, this was my class or, or Holly's class or, you know, and, you know, I had no idea. Like he comes into my class and I'm going, where's your energy? Get up there. Make a choice. New character or whatever bullshit I'm screaming at him. And he is dealing with like severe pain. Um, and I, I'm, I'm so glad I got to, in a, in a, in a, in a horrible, twisted, weird, selfish way that I got to be there and be a part of that, of his, of his service so that I could get to know him better through his family and through things people said about him, but also just to be reminded that we have no idea and we, and we are lucky to be here. We're all lucky to be alive. All of the things that uh, that could just take us down at any moment. Um, so it's okay to complain about the small stuff. My whole show is about the small stuff. That's what we love. That's that's what makes it. That's what makes us laugh and connect and be people together. Um, but when we're going through the big stuff, share it and and um, and let the world know. And there's there's probably somebody that's going through something similar, or or can at least say I'm sorry. What can I do for you? Or just say I'm thinking about you, or or something along those lines. And um, I also uh, yesterday lost an acquaintance of mine, someone who I didn't know very well, but who I respected immensely, uh, Alexis Arquette, who we have a lot of mutual friends. And um, so I, I just I I loved her her explosion on our ideas of of gender. And what was correct? The last time I ran into her, um, she was presenting as male, and I, and the last I heard, she had gone back to he. But the whole idea of he and she is so stupid when you're talking about Alexis Arquette. Um, but I ran into her, and I'm not even going to repeat what she said to me because I'm too scared. I, I'm too like totally owning the fact that I don't want to say this for my own bullshit. But we were talking about someone that we knew in common. And I'm, I was at, uh, RuPaul's Drag Con and randomly Alexis Arquette runs up to me and she was like, yeah, we know, we both know so and so. I'm not just gonna, I'm not gonna say the name, but we both know so and so. And I was like, oh yeah. She goes, the last time I saw her, she was a cunt to me. And then she ran off and I was like, I love you for just being like, there was no, like, it was just honesty. There was like, I'm sure that happened. I'm sure it happened because it's someone who lived, completely w- without apology someone who who like risked and damaged her own career because she refused to play by the game and i think that is so incredibly awesome and um i'm just really glad to have lived in the same world as alexis arquette and and we need more of that and more people who are who are not afraid to just to just be and um yeah that's all I have. I don't know. Um, in conclusion, um, my shoulder hurts. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey. Hi. Hello there. Hi there. I'm sitting with my good friends, Brian Jordan Alvarez and Holly Mandel. You are. Yeah. Hi. Oh, happy afternoon. This is the best group there is. We're having so many beverages. We're yeah, having yeah, coffees of, and bottled like, water. Yeah, we had no coffee. coconut water outside. We had coconut water. You yeah. did? Mm-hmm. Holly oh. snacked some from the fridge. I don't they know. Were the they were free. They were free. Oh, no, there's actually a charge for that. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. Gonna, yeah, are you on PayPal? <laughs> I'm going to request you. Yeah, no, Venmo, only PayPal. No, only PayPal, <laughs> which is the worst organization i hate paypal I, I hate it I because too. years ago there was something that happened where i got they, they tied up some account and I, they like lost my password or i couldn't remember my password and they froze my account and so i couldn't use paypal and yeah i don't know they just made everything so difficult and i'm sure it's a lot easier now but I, well i do uh my improv coaching and i the fees 
alone what they take out of every transaction. You do PayPal? Mm-hmm. I used to. I'm not going to anymore. But yeah, Venmo, Venmo, Venmo is great. so good. I love I Venmo. It's so easy. You Do you have Venmo? Cut to all of us do. getting sued for like millions of dollars <laughs> for what like Venmo wants from us later. They're like, there was a 10% charge on all of them. Oh, uh, exactly. We just or, let that slide for the they, next five they, years. they didn't realize that that's how PayPal right. set up. And they're like, <laughs> oh, wait, retroactively, everyone who's used Venmo, we're going to charge them <laughs> yeah. 10%. They're like, is this too good to be true? Thanks, Holly and Brian and Drew. <laughs> Great move, everybody. I'm, you know, the world thanks you. For yeah, it. it is confusing. It's like, why is Venmo so free? Like, I'm not. There's not ads on it. Like, what's going on? I know. I know. What are it they? It's also weird that you have to that you publicly post it I know. when you and, and you have to and you have but to the, explain what it is that you're yeah. giving it's money a for. Bothersome. And it's a little yeah. weird. Yeah. And it's I I would I sometimes I go through the transaction. I mean, I just look at people, and you don't have you don't see the amount. It's all tacos. I get but jealous. But I uh, <laughs> you guys get jealous. I of the, this of is just a minor revelation. I'm just like, what did they pay them for? Where'd they go? <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't invited. Oh yeah, it like, always sounds like a nice meal. It's out. always something really fun. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, I was available on that yeah. date. Well, yeah. it, it's like I and also to me it just looks like. It's a lot of like improv coaching and and marijuana. Like I'm like you bought you bought pot or you bought you know chuckle classes because mm-hmm. that's what it is. like. It'll say like coaching, improv coaching, and right, then or then sometimes right. it'll just be like a graphic of like a tree, and I'm like, right. I know what that is. <laughs> I love drugs too. Yeah, but um, yeah, but then sometimes it is. It'll it'll say it's you a know. great party. Uh, <laughs> well, you paid someone. <laughs> or, I don't you, I great party. That means math. <laughs> I always pay people who invite me to parties. <laughs> Great party. <laughs> Great party. Thank you. Thanks Here's for the invite. Here's $15. <laughs> you know what's crazy is the idea of buying weed from a drug dealer in New York. Everybody yes. buys it from stores here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so I know. In, in New York, it, well, and everywhere, you have to buy you weed to buy from a, a weed. drug dealer. And so that dealer. show High Maintenance is about, like, about right, the delivery a drug service. Dealer. A drug dealer. But back, mm. I mean, back in the day... Before it was like in stores here, I remember having to go, and we were just talking about this yeah, the other day. It was like you would have to go to somebody's house and get it, and they were usually a nice person. If it was, if it was pot, you know, I mean, it's I'm sure harder drugs. It's I, I've seen those movies. <laughs> yeah, those guys. <laughs> I've seen all those films. Um, they're always dogs and yeah, babies. Yeah. Babies chained up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird, like television screen. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you know, all... the just an ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at pot dealers were always nice because they're always stoned. But right. the thing I hated was that you had to sit with them and get high with I them. I hate. I hate and, and like I don't want to get high with you. How long? <laughs> and they probably don't want to get high with their, all their customers. I know, either. but I, it was like part of the culture. Yeah, you're it was right. A whole thing I remember that, and I remember not liking and it. And like wait and like deal with this person and like pretend <laughs> to have a conversation about something and and pretend that you were into this lifestyle as much as they were. Exactly. You're, you're like, like you're no, thinking like my place would never look like and this. exactly. This is you're such like, a this mess. Is <laughs> you are playing video games all the time. I have jars on all my peanut butters. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Or lids on all my peanut butters that's what i meant to say i'm so high right now can you imagine, can you imagine? i was just like blitzed um anyway drew i have a question yes ma'am how is your shoulder oh thank oh, yeah, you let's really preamble. talk about my shoulder it, it really awful. tickles no i'm like sleeping i think it's how i'm sleeping i'm sleeping on it the wrong way and i've got a new pillow and it's fine it's one of those things that it's so not a big deal except for when i have to do like when i go to work out at the gym and i yep. feel it and I'll like yeah, every now and then, yeah. I'll, or like, or I'll get like you know the um, pins and needles down my, oh, down my yeah, left yeah, arm, yeah. and I'm like, oh, what is that? Yeah. But it's it's not annoying enough for me to go get it right. fixed. But it's just kind of has been lingering for like three months. You're always trying to pretend it's nothing, but then it's right. like no, but that it, that is there. That, that is, is there. That is me. happening. That's there. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've gone to the doctors before, and they're like, well, how's your stress? And I'll be like, oh, it's nothing. And then I'll sit there and go. No, wait a minute. I've it's been very, stressed for I, months. I, I, I know, why don't I know. you? Why don't we notice the yeah. way things are we're happening? We're like embarrassed to admit that sometimes. I think, and I think it's we're embarrassed. Like, we, yeah, because yeah, we're supposed to be machines. Exactly, and it's like, yeah, exactly. We're mad at Hillary Clinton for having pneumonia. We're like, why? How dare she get sick? You know. Or you just learn to kind of work through it, and you just don't look back and be like, no, that actually has been hurting me. Or right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Exactly, and and um, yeah, but. Stress is like good or bad. Your mm-hmm. body reacts to it. So even mm-hmm. when it's good and positive, and you're feeling good, your body will react to stress in a certain way, mm-hmm. and it will come out in the we- in the just in the weirdest, 
yeah, yeah. places. Like totally. I always Secret find that ways. I that I carry tension in some place. If, it, uh, if Maybe I work your shoulder. on this, and it might be in my shoulder. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's in my lower back. Sometimes it's oh, it just maybe it moves. It moves around. It does moves around. I really appreciated you talking about Nate though, because I was feeling mm. well. Your post on Facebook like was so beautiful oh. and like kicked it off. And Thank you. Yeah, I'm was, glad we went together. I'm so glad we went together too. And it's one of those things that you know we have so many students, and you really do get to know them well, and you know, and you and they just become part of your life and it's 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 one of the reasons i love teaching is mm-hmm. because i get to meet people that i would never meet mm-hmm. outside and, and it's mm. like i know the same people and the people that you know i do shows with and hang out with but then you know um and you just you don't get really close to most mm. of them and like when something hits you in that way it's just and I don't, it wasn't going to be my minor revelation. I still mm-hmm. have one in my oh, back yeah. pocket. Oh. But it did. It was a revelation sitting mm-hmm. there. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to tell you, Brian, about it. But we were we were sitting there and just very unaware of the degree of pain mm-hmm. that yeah. he was mm-hmm. under. And it was to the point of like, oh, my God, I could have handled that maybe for a week. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that he was doing it for 10 years was sort of shocking. And, and I think what it taught me sitting there was... We all had regrets. You know, I think a mm-hmm. lot of the tears that day were people who felt terrible for not fully grasping yeah. how bad it was. And maybe he didn't let enough people know, and that's his choice. Sure, but sure. realizing, like, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on with people, and I can be so douchey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have this power as, you know, as you know somebody in the – you have your own show. and yeah. yeah. Y- you can sometimes forget that pe- I just felt like people are doing their best. And yeah. even though yeah. it often looks like that just couldn't be true. And I can right. get so mad at people. <laughs> right. like, this is your best for real. Yeah. yeah. It's right. like, oh no, he was so <clears throat> at times challenging as mm-hmm. a student. Mm-hmm. And to realize, oh my God, now I get that really was way his best. Like he yeah. was a hero and yeah, I yeah. didn't see him that way. Right. And yeah. yeah. And, and we all, yeah, we think also there are people who, complain a lot and it's gonna the the thing is it's like just staying alive and existing you're gonna Mm. have pain and irritation kind of a little bit about something you can think about it and go my nose is a little bit stuffy today or Mm -hmm. or i don't really or i'm tired or i'm there are people that love to live in that space yeah yeah and it, it always seems to me people who are really going through major stuff never want to bother you with their major stuff. And that's the thing you're always like, but you actually have a reason to, you know, complain about this thing that, you know, is that the rest of us, yeah, have have no idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Chronic pain is a confusing thing mm -hmm. because it's you. It's hard to imagine. No cure. Like there's no he he was told, like, there's no cure. You will just have to manage this forever. Right. Yeah. So take pills and get strung out. Or deal with this, or just learn, and it's like. And one sheet of paper said you'll probably kill yourself, right? It was something yeah. like that. Like, like oh most people that have god. this end up committing suicide. Oh my yeah. god! On yeah. a, a doctor's mm-hmm. form. On a oh, on a form. Whoa. I know. Anyway, <sighs> light, 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 air, love. fresh. Light mm. love. Um, so you guys have some stories for me. Yeah. Who yeah. wants to go? I have no idea what you're going to tell me. Do you want to go um, first, Helen? Sh- do you want me to? I kind of sure. do. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to. Um. My minor revelation was uh, the year that I attended seven weddings. Oh, wow. wow. Which I feel is a Zoe Deschanel movie. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> um, I might even try writing. Uh, you but, should write that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was really profound. It was really intense. And uh, it really triggered oh my God, when's it going to be my turn? Right. Because uh-huh. that's always present anyway, like as an adult. But then going yeah. to seven weddings. It was just like this is the most significant thing seven times in a row and like nothing matters more. And I remember the final wedding I went to was a friend of mine. It was a very small wedding Mm. and it was in Lake Tahoe and it was a high school friend. And I went and uh, we, you know, at the end of the night where they throw the bouquet, the bride turned around, looked around for a second and just handed me the bouquet. No. Because I was the only single person left. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is in a movie. (laughs) That's yeah, a that's, that's completely a in a movie. That's, She's like, why throw it? I'm just I'll give it to you. That's <laughs> horrible and so weird. And 
And it was weird being like, so I had left St. Louis in, you know, why right do after that? Her. Why not have the conversation before? Be like, you know what? There, <laughs> might, be, just there might just be one single person there. So maybe we don't <laughs> right. throw the bouquet. You know, we, we don't have to do this. Like God's finger is not going to come out of the sky and smote us for not doing right. this part of the wedding. Like, right, right. right. <laughs> oh. Maybe she's always wanted to throw it. She's right. like, oh, I just got to oh. hand it off. What happens if there are no single people? You just throw it on the floor <laughs> and stamp it out. The catering staff. You set it, it on fire. Yeah. You set it on fire. Put it on the catering plate. <laughs> you put it into the buffet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, wow. just the the minor revelation I had was being single and realizing that I was the only, probably the only one in the room and kind of for the first time considering that that had been a choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not an accident. Sort of feeling embarrassed but also kind of grappling with this thing that I'm still grappling with which is um, singlehood is not a uh, apology for not being with somebody. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But it's such a weird thing because you just feel you, I even feel that was the first time I didn't like that I was apologizing for being single. Right. Like yeah, up until that point, I felt it. I felt like, yeah, I haven't found somebody yet because of that. So seven. Oh. I haven't found someone. I haven't found someone. Yeah. And then, then when she handed it to me, it's like, wait a minute. Why am I feeling bad I'm about being single? I'm allowed to do this. I'm allowed to do it. And yeah. I'm I'm actually choosing a lifestyle that's right. allowing me to live. Like yeah. Brian and I were talking in the room. Like, we're, we have the honor. You too, Drew. We all are creating the lives exactly yeah. how we want them yeah and, absolutely yeah. and that is i mean that's yeah. that's so huge and i mean i've been single almost all my life and um it's something that i um am so happy with i mean i go through mm -hmm. periods where yeah, i'm like yeah. god i really want to be with somebody or i'd love to share mm -hmm. my life with somebody and i and i ultimately want that and i really do sure. um but I'm not out looking. Like I put no energy into. into <laughs> I mean, I really don't. I don't date. Like I'm not on any of the dating Me apps. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you I don't, aren't. No, oh I'm not on God. any of that. I love you more. And now. it's like I don't do. And, and and like somebody was talking about something <laughs> on, great. on Scruff, and they were like saying, and they were just using terminology that's on Scruff. And I go, uh -huh. oh wait, what are you talking about? And they're like, you know. And I'm like, I really don't. And I'm yeah. not pulling your leg. I don't know how. I mean, I know Scruff. what Scruff is. Yeah. Um, I know what grinder <laughs> is. I know tender. I know what those things it's are. Scruff just for guys. Just for guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I would love if ladies joined Scruff. <laughs> scruff, scruff gals. <laughs> scruff. Um, what was the lingo on Scruff? It's like I'm trying to remember. It was like just they Romanian. unlocked their photos. Is that a thing you can? do? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm and not. So, I'm not deep into Scruff. I don't have Scruff. But like you. Um, yeah, yeah, like yeah there's you private have photo, you have photo private libraries that you can share. And then you can share oh. your, you can unlock yeah. your photos for certain people. And they were like, yeah, yeah. the embarrassing thing is trove. you talk to somebody on Scruff and you're kind of anonymous and then you unlock yeah. the photos. And maybe you've seen nudes of them, oh, but you haven't wow. seen their face. And then they unlock right. the photo and it's like, here I am. And you're like, your oh, you're my good friend. Yeah. <laughs> and Right. And yeah, so yeah. they're talking about like, oh, I hate when that happens. And I was like... I am just way too everything and, and way too nothing to do any of that. I'm terrified of that. Yeah. It's like I talk about like my dream, like I fantasize about like going to an orgy and I know uh -huh. if I walked in, I'd be like, I just, I can't. Like I would be so nervous and oh, weird and Half would, of them would be in my basic class. I, I know. That's the thing. I'd be like students or people would walk in and they'd be like, oh my God, it's you Chloe. So or whatever. And you're like, ew, no, no, please leave me alone. I'm going to go have fun, everybody. No judgment. I just can't. It's my problem. It's not, I, 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 I admire the hell out of people that can, that can do that kind of stuff. But anyway, about, not about <laughs> sex as much as just about like dating or about marriage and yeah, singleness, yeah. Yeah. Uh, singleness yeah i mean i wrote my whole show my my solo show mm. bright colors and bold patterns is uh, is about that very thing about now you know it's like one of the great things about being gay is that you don't have to follow any rules it's yeah, like yeah. the rules are not for you like and you're told early mm. on or you feel early on i'm different mm -hmm. i don't see the 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 same thing so yeah. i can do Whatever, and and in gay relationships, there are people who are, um, uh, have been friends for years and then end up dating. There are yeah. people that are thirty year difference between the two of them, and it somehow works mm -hmm. better, I think, in mm -hmm. same sex than than maybe it does in in um, heterosexual relationships. Sure, and so we don't have those sort of those rules, and it's like it's the it's the it's the flip side of you don't belong, you don't fit in. You can right. go great, we don't we don't belong, we don't fit right. in, awesome, we'll make our yeah. own. 
Yeah. So, you know, obviously marriage equality is a wonderful thing mm-hmm. and it absolutely is incredible. And I was, I cried, you know, like we all did the day that it became legal across this, this, the country and, um, and, and seeing people that who love each other very much getting married, whether they're gay, straight, whatever is always beautiful mm-hmm. and wonderful. So I didn't, I was like, I, if I got up on stage and sort of presented the other side, I don't, I don't want to come off that I don't support gay marriage and I don't, because I, I, I would be very wishy-washy about like, sure, so sure. I, I created a character of someone who's, who feels like we're losing something in our culture mm. because you have, you know, the thing that I talk about, it's like when gay kids come out at 12, that's awesome. Good for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And, and they have parents who are my age or younger. Yeah. Yeah. Who, and. And, uh, you know, in most cases are really supportive and understanding and at least believe in the possibility of gayness. And they don't think they're rebelling or they don't they're not you're sinning or anything. So they have supportive parents that support them. Well, these gay kids aren't forced to seek out what gay is and what history is and the people that came before them. And they don't have to. You're Brian, your brilliant videos with Sam Pancake, Mm. the gay age gap. It's such a great example of that, of this, (laughs) like, you know. Adorable twink who just doesn't know who John Waters is. And it's yeah. like unacceptable. You know, it's like a thing where you're yeah. like, seek it out and want to learn about things. And yeah. it's something that we had to do. And I am so lucky. Like I am, I am too young to have really lived through AIDS and I didn't know, you know, Stonewall. I mean, things, mm. it was so much harder, infinitely harder to be gay. Yeah. The ones 10, right before us, 20 years before. Yeah. So absolutely. Right. Okay, and yeah. so. But still, like, I had that part of me that was like, I need to read New York Magazine or I need to be. Mm-hmm. So it sets you apart and makes you very individual. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so when you're thinking about, you know, um, finding someone, you want to find someone. But you're, I'm always like, I've I've so gotten OK by not defining myself against someone else or with someone For else. Sure. Yeah. And so I, and the right person, I have to believe. And I really hope that. I haven't shut that off. Like the right, you know what I mean? Like that, that possibility of someone that's in my life now or, or that, or who was in my life that I, that I could yeah. have had a great relationship with. Yeah. And I have, I, 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 I think grass is always greener. And you're like, I could have been having a relationship, but you know, like all three of us, like we're busy with yeah. us. Like yeah. we have busy full lives and we have great friends and yeah. I don't, I don't mourn or pine for love because I've got great friends and like I've got yeah and I don't think you're me. shutting it out I don't, I don't think you could shut it out I think it'll it it it, it come it, like if you really wanted it or just you know I don't know I think are it would you come you're, naturally. are you sing- I'm yeah I'm newly single and and uh, okay. I don't know how much I should delve into it you don't have to <laughs> I just was wondering good, what yeah. side of the yeah yeah no I'm I am single now and I'm feeling it's it's funny Holly though with you talking about it. I've always so actively thought of you as like empowered single woman who, where it always seemed like a choice to me. I was like, wow, that's so sexy that she's just like, no, because it seems like you could have any guy you wanted and then Mm -hmm. you, but you choose to really have this full centered life of your own, you know? Thank you for saying that. You know, it's interesting because I think on one side, that's probably true. It's almost hard to own that. Yeah. Because I know I see it. Like, you both seem so fulfilled and happy, but we all know what it's like Like when you're watching the rom-com and you're like... <laughs> right, right. You're like, but it's, it's like to really... I don't know. It just It's just been this thing I've been thinking about and thinking about what I was going to speak today, you know, share today. It's like, oh, we're choosing singlehood or we break yeah, up yeah. with somebody. I don't know how you you ended yours but a lot of times you break up because it just isn't fitting on the path that you yeah and, go. and you're allowed to do that. it's yeah. not like you're you're yeah. like well if i'm not in a relationship then i've got to find my ne-. Yeah. it's like no it's it's a very modern thought that yeah. it's like oh i can just be me like, yeah. right right like, it's like i have food yeah. and water and my work right. and my friendships mm-hmm. it's like you don't we're, we're no longer it's like we don't need to huddle for warmth like we used yeah to, exactly you know? and to your point too drew i think this thing about you don't fit in to because there is something very sort of waspy straight old mm-hmm. school that wet yeah. marriage just sort of feels like it's for a particular group of people yeah mm-hmm. and we all feel like we're supposed to join it and i feel like the world is changing so fast in that there's a rejection of mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that whole norm thing. that even right. being a white straight woman i feel like that's not my life that's either norm, i yeah. don't right. want to become somebody's wife i want a wife i want someone yeah, to yeah. do my laundry right right and, right like, take care <laughs> and of you the can shit. have that yeah and, yeah. and it's it's yeah. like 
that whole mindset, I think, is being rejected, um, no yeah. matter kind of where you fall on the spectrum. And well, and it's coming out in in how much divorce there is, because everybody's like, mm -hmm. oh, more divorce than ever. And it's like, yeah, because people don't want to be with each other once they don't want to be with each other anymore. Right. They're like, right. realize exactly. They're like, oh, I don't want to be in a bad marriage. I I would like yeah. to leave this marriage right. now. Exactly. Which, like exactly. they have every right to do. And and also, you know, people are living a lot longer, and they're having yeah. these full lives mm -hmm. later. Yeah, so, after sixty. You know yeah. exactly. I just so turned sixty. Last month, you so. look terrible. <laughs> you look really rough for six. I thought Thank you were seventy-two. I, I really oh, thought you were oh, well no. into your eighties. Oh, um, no. <laughs> I play uh, older. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the thing too. Like people start new lives in their sixties, seventies. I mean, like I have yeah. two grandparents that are in their late eighties who are. You talk to them on the phone, and I keep reminding myself. I'm like, they're eighty-seven <laughs> and eighty-eight years old. Wow. Don't you feel like you're a different person than you were ten? I mean, yeah, I'm a different exactly. person than I was five years ago. There's if so I had more married life. the person that I was attracted to. Uh, oh my God, we'd be divorced. Yeah. I'd be fat and <laughs> alcoholic, and it'd be a mess. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I do feel like we're. You know, maybe there's people that are looking for stasis. You know, there's mm -hmm. people who want security and yeah. stasis, and they're all my cousins back in the yeah. Midwest, and that's yeah. what they want more than anything. It's like, that's death to me, is right. stasis, you know? And, yeah. And ultimately, you know, happiness is different for different people. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, like, if that is what makes you happy, then go for it. Go for mm -hmm. it and do it. And please do it because I, I don't think, I mean, most people couldn't just be like, I'm going to be an artist and just create all my own stuff right. and hope that, you know, that's. Yeah, you're right. We're the you weirdos. have to really want like, we're the anomaly. You know, like we yeah. are not the we're we yeah. are the it's true. Um, it's true. You know, so um but that's also like a thing where it's like the it, it manifests in different ways and I think it's um I think you're also seeing more couples who are divorced or split up who are still remaining friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, that's I love because that. Because they're going Those are my favorite relationships. It doesn't so have cute. to be like never talk to me again yeah. and fuck you, I hate you and yeah. this is it. It's like, you know what? You were so good for we, for me. I was so good for you for this time. Yeah, yeah. We've grown apart and it's okay. And <clears throat> yeah. that was always the thing growing up that was like, you know, was drilled into like, you stick in it forever oh. and you never get out of it no matter how hard. Yeah, and, it's like, and I get it. I, I think also like relationships are hard mm -hmm. and you shouldn't run away immediately. And like fights are right, good. True, like true. arguments and conflicts are good because <clears throat> at times they're only normal and we're human beings. Yeah, yeah. But if you're miserable, if you're making each other miserable. You're both. You're allowed miserable. to go be alone. Yeah. If you're like the last thing I want to do is to go home and see him there on, on the couch. Maybe get him out of your life. You know, it's like yeah, so far. I'm reading. Have you guys read the book, um, The Ethical Slut? Have you guys heard no. of that? No, what is I've that? I've never heard of it. It's just a. It's like a guy. Well, it calls itself a guidebook to open and I guess mo no infinite open relationships and, and just any yeah. kind of non-traditional relationship okay and it's cool it's written by two like older lesbians and i i'm i'm only halfway through it but it, it just talks a lot about it's like it, well and it, it says a similar thing that I i'm probably repeating it about divorce where it's like divorce now is rampant because it's like yeah because people a lot of people aren't naturally monogamous there are, are people that are naturally monogamous mm -hmm. and then lots of us aren't so we're mm -hmm. feeling more permission than ever to be like okay i'd like to have another lover now like a mm -hmm. different one you mm -hmm. know? yeah, yeah that's cool. i get it so brian mm. what's up mm. oh turn. my Your story turn. tell your story um, I didn't know there was supposed to be. Well, I, I guess there's a minor revelation involved. Or you don't have to, just like anything. I mean, you know, I no, can it, it needs be to be minor. It needs Brian. to be minor. I work what if on it's not a huge? Well, then I'll cut it out. I'll wrong cut it out. Show. The show. It's the wrong show. You'll get a very long, heated email from me <laughs> saying, "Please read the title of your of your bookings before accepting your the bookings." <laughs> when I found out that I had booked this, I sent a selfie to a hundred people. Like Photoshop. Oh my God! Set life images of you guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just sent a selfie of myself from a trailer. Uh, oh, um, right. wasn't really oh yeah, you all have trailers this. to yeah, do yeah. my podcast. Yeah. Sure. Um, oh, okay. So, what's my story? I uh, I was twenty one or twenty two, and I, I I sort of tumbled out of college in a very violent way because I was. <laughs> I, I almost didn't graduate um, because I got heavily addicted to 
Well, I was a pothead through college, which is relatively normal. But then I got so into Adderall, <laughs> which I don't oh do anymore. God. I'm six years sober, but I really still stand by Adderall. I'm like, that is a great. It's just like really? a great. What do you I not hate, like it? Some I people hate it. it. I've never done it. What is yeah, it? I yeah. hate it. It just, well, it's just like a really sustained. It's like what coffee does. Uh-huh. If there was no negativity, if there was no cra- crash right away and it was just like sustained energy mm-hmm. and you just felt like you were finally the robot that your parents and like society has <laughs> wanted you to be, your whole, like you finally can do it all and not feel anything and like achieve. You That's know? so funny because I will full disclosure if I've said it before and I'm not proud of this. <laughs> I love cocaine and when I'm, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. delightful. Yeah. It's 30 to 45 minutes and I'm like, yep, zip, I feel yeah. great. So I get that and People I love coffee. People think Adderall's like better cocaine. You think Adderall's way worse Oh my cocaine. God, it's so much worse to me because I, I did it <clears throat> recreationally when I was in Palm Springs with mm. a group of friends. We go to Palm Springs and we'd been sort of drinking by the pool, not heavily all day, but we were just like drinking. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like we were going out to dinner and I was like, I'm so tired. I don't know if I'm going to get anything. Take an Adderall. You'll be awake during dinner. And, <laughs> and you also won't eat dinner. You won't eat dinner. You'll hate dinner. <laughs> dinner will seem irritating <laughs> that it's in front of you. Um, and so I was like, great. So I t- took an Adderall. And we went out to a restaurant, and I, I, there were like there were seven of us at a table, but there were only six setups at the table, like you know, the roll ups, the fork and knife. And I did kept you go right to organizing? It? It? I was like, we need an extra roll up. We need we need another fork and knife. We need it over here. Excuse me, excuse me. Hi, we yeah, haven't even yeah, yeah. We, we haven't even ordered our food yet. But I'm like, right. we're gonna need that. Somebody's gonna need their extra it. fork and I knife. I do that sober. And I couldn't I couldn't let it go, and it was driving me crazy. And you then probably I didn't started, even realize it was the Adderall that was making you no, do that. It just, just felt like a real problem. And I was at this yeah, yeah. restaurant and everybody around me was loud. And I was like, why can't people be quiet? They've never been out before. And then I kept looking behind me and I was like, what is her deal? And I'm just like so upset. And finally, I went into the bathroom and a friend of mine who from our group who had also taken the Adderall we found each other. There was only go, two of you that had taken it? I think most people had. And they were oh, okay. all were feeling great. And they were like, oh, great, 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 great. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And I'm like, I grabbed my friend and I, we were by the bathroom and I go, I'm freaking out right now. And he goes, he goes, I am too. He goes, I'm like, this is horrible. I'm like, when can we go home? And just like, I need to like swim laps until I like fall asleep into death. Like I need to just like, right, I want to run right. into like exhaustion. I need to run this out of me. Right. So um, anyway, swim perfect sorry, laps. back to yeah. your story. So sorry. Yeah, I'm no, that's cleaning. exactly that's what Adderall is like, but I guess I guess if you don't like that, then you won't like Adderall. Yeah, no. But I, but again, I love uppers. I love ca- coffee. I have it every day. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I drink so much coffee now. I'm like, I totally got over Adderall, and now I only have eleven <laughs> cups of coffee a day. Um, yeah. So I was addicted to Adderall in college, and then I got off of it and became I think what I thought was a more normal person which was an alcoholic Uh huh. so I was like yeah yeah you know I drink every night and then I started drinking all day and then so it's just it was just like a substance abuse problem that was finding new ways Mm -hmm. new things to latch itself onto so I uh, became an alcoholic Um, and I think I think it was related to not wanting to eat. It was like, well, I don't want to eat at night because that uh, makes you gain weight, or it. it I didn't want to eat at night, so I would just drink like huge. Like I would suck on these full handles of like prestige vodka at Ooh. night. <laughs> um, yeah, prestige. And, yeah, prestige. A vodka. full plastic handle of prestige. Yeah, yeah. They're the sponsor for this. <laughs> um, and um, so I was, I was oh. drinking a lot. Oh, and then I started rapping. I started doing really. Oh my god! I started oh god. Uh, doing a very public. <laughs> and I, I think it was usually when I would sober up in the morning, I would like have those kind of jitters, and I would, I would make really graphic gay sex rap. <laughs> <laughs> Which some of it I still some of it was quite awful and offensive. Oh my God, please find that. Yeah, I'll find it all. I'll put it on your wall. Okay. I want all of it God. on yeah. my wall. Oh my and uh, I was yeah, I was doing that rap, and I would also so I would make these recordings. Some of some of which I still think are good. And I <laughs> I would uh and but I would also gladly perform it. Um, for anybody out in the world, because I was kind of diving into a manic episode at that point. Mm. So I was, I, I was, I guess I had been, yeah, I was, I was fully into my drunkenness. So I was drunk all the time and also kind of manic all the time. 
and I was being brought to therapy by like a friend of my parents who my parents live in Tennessee but the, this story is like get, just getting darker and darker I love it that's why we're here <laughs> we're here um, yeah and I uh, no, minor I I revelations yeah, yeah, Brian yeah, yeah. minor it needed to be smaller than this um, I, uh, I was I was being brought to therapy by a friend of my parents I think in uh, like on Wilshire or something and I was down in like a restaurant below my therapist's office and I was in line with some woman and I uh, was just telling her how big of a star I was and how oh I gosh. did rap and she was like, oh really? And then I did some for her and she was, I think looking back on it like through, cause I was like uh, on alcohol goggles. I think she was amused by me and probably laughing at me or uh -huh, something. Uh -huh. But um, but she, I also had kind of a delightful energy at that time because I was just so happy to be alive and, and wearing like very colorful clothing. And she, she was like, she was like, yeah, I work upstairs in a production office or something. And I was like, oh well, I need to go meet your boss. Oh. <laughs> so she was like, sure, sure, come by after lunch or something. So I went to, because uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to be the next. Uh, big star in, in the whole world. And so I think I went to therapy in that building and I guess that this woman, for whatever reason, had told me which office she was working in. So after therapy, I went, I, you know, barged into this office. Oh my God. And then I think I walked past the receptionist and into <laughs> the head of this company's office Unbelievable. and like oh shook God. his hand. And, and mind you, I have no... There's nothing in my mind besides positivity at this moment. Sure. You know, because I'm like, Elaine, this is how you do it. Because in all this, what? It's Elaine Stritch recording company. Have you right. seen that? The documentary <laughs> no. of the recording of the soundtrack of company and Elaine Stritch. It, it's like showing throughout the day leading up to the recording that <laughs> uh -huh, night. Uh -huh. And it's like well into the night. Uh -huh. And it's just her in the day having a couple cocktails Great. at lunch. <laughs> and, then and, then this, and then just and you, it, the camera is like behind her head. You just see her hand pushing the studio door open. <laughs> and you're like, oh boy, here there we go. Comes. And it's, oh, it's yes, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Anyway, anyway. Go yeah, she's a master. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I walk into this office oh, just no. like deeply glad to be there and deeply glad to share, you know, with this guy that I'm going to make him a lot of money. And and so I think I, I go past, I blow past the security or the receptionist. I go into this guy's office and I shake his hand and I'm like, hi, I'm Brian Jordan Alvarez and I'm about to make you a lot of money. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Or something like that. Oh. Yeah, you said embarrassing story. Oh God, I, I think I don't it. remember I'm if so I've ever told right anybody now. this. It came to me as I was oh sleeping. Oh my God. And just, and it did hit me when I saw the expression. <laughs> it's like we can read people's micro expressions. And yeah, when yeah, somebody yeah, yeah, just yeah. gets so intensely sad and scared all in one moment. Oh yeah. Because yeah, you almost yeah. see the face behind their face like drop into this mm -hmm. like, Oh no! Like, do I need to? Is the, am I in danger? You know? Oh, oh God! And I actually, sadly, don't remember how I got out of there. But I think, well, no, I think he said, "I'm having lunch. You need to leave," or something. And then they just kind of escorted me out. Oh, and then no, maybe I kind of persisted, and they threatened security. And then it, <laughs> as soon as I really registered that this was a negative situation, because right, I had no right. barometer for it, I was like, "Oh, this is a negative situ situation. I need to leave." And I and I left. But I, wow. but just that mo I remember this guy's face. He was an old guy, maybe like maybe sixty with gray hair, and you know, just like a a, a mentally stable person running right, a company. Right, 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 right. And just to see his face, you saw. I still try reflection. to use it when I like shoot something. Mm -hmm. When I, I'll get, to, I'll be like, "Can you just change your face, just like from a smile to this like super tragic thing that's still almost a smile?" Uh huh. But it's like behind the smile mm -hmm. is the most uh, scary yeah. person you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I that was. Were you? Did anything change after that? Um. Yeah, I think I realized that I had a substance abuse problem and got sober. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah I got taken home shortly thereafter, and then I um, my parents actually did not try to make me sober, but I I one night I I it just hit me one night I was like oh I would rather because you know in a way I think nobody really says this but in a way being sober is just as extreme as being an alcoholic oh sure because mm -hmm. the enemy for me is having a few people are like why don't you just have a few mm -hmm. drinks and I'm like 
that sounds like hell to me. Like I can't, I can't have three, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, wow. So yeah, I just, I just realized there was a moment when I was like, Oh, this is how it, like I either am going to be an alcoholic or I'm going to be sober. And I, and then I got sober. So yeah, that's, that's what happened wow. shortly oh after I met that. Shortly after I met that executive and I'm, told oh him how God. much money I was going to make him. Were you just like, do you, do you go back to that? Do you have guilt from like, from that all, day from doing that or is it just like a thank god that happened because it could have been so much worse oh um you mean that whole period or that exact just that experience? moment that experience i mean like prof- professionally are you like oh it's... my god if that guy no Something no again. no okay, well because good. i think that a lot of people that become successful have gone crazy in the past oh 100 you know? <laughs> we're all crazy on yeah, some yeah, level yeah, we manage it you know yeah yeah um, but, um, yeah, hmm. I, but that is it, when I remember it, the embarrassment that hits me is, yeah. is big. It's mm. like, it's like deep shame, you know? I just know that I, and I'm still have a bit like I've gotten better at it, but I just think about things I did in my twenties out here in this business thinking mm-hmm. that's how you have to do it. Right, right. And it's so embarrassing. Well, because all the stories like, are about this insane confidence. Yeah. It doesn't right. quite work. And it doesn't quite work like that. And you, and you, you, yeah, you hear these stories like, you just have to go in there and right. tell and them. Right, and that's what I thought. And I, I think doing, about yeah. like, I, you know, like, how did I think that I, that's the way to do it? But right. I, like, I think that, and I see people doing that all the time, and I'm like, oh my God, that's yeah. not the way to do it. And you're probably a lovely person, mm-hmm. yeah. and you just don't know better, and someone told you, and yeah. you have this burst of confidence. Because when I moved out here, I, <clears throat> my friend, my roommate's dad was friends with Kevin Costner. And so we went to this premiere of a Kevin Costner movie yeah. and I marched right up to Kevin Costner's agent and I was like, hello, I'm an actor and I just moved to town <laughs> and I, wanted, I love and that, I need though. an agent. So will you do? And she was awesome because she oh. gave me, she gave me her number oh. and I called her, of course, the very next day, like, oh. when are we getting started? I'd love to be, you know, oh. and she, she talked to me on the phone for an hour and she was basically oh like, oh, that's so sweet. she was like, I'm not going to be your agent. Right. Uh, for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you need to get in class. You need to not worry about getting an agent right now. This uh, is not, this is, you would be eaten alive at any major mm-hmm, agency. She's mm-hmm. like, she's like, you need to do your work and have a work behind. I mean, she gave me the best advice. Yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah. Her name was JJ Harris. Uh-huh. She passed away a few years ago. And Aww. I give her, I mean, I one time give her a shout out at, on some show or something at one point because I just, I really, yeah. but I was so, I thought back years later how embarrassed I was to call her. Also, like now, <laughs> at 39 I, I would be like I, I'm not going to call someone so they're, uh, it'll be fine I'm not going to call them I don't have any of that bravado the confidence I had when I was 22 but yeah. I was like but that's just not the way you do it you're not like Kevin Costner's agent that'll be mine right, um, right. I've never been on a camera before <laughs> but it'll it'll be it'll all work out and it's like no um well, she already had Kevin Costner, so that would have like overlapped with your type anyway. Oh, oh, I know exactly. <laughs> like he was already like going out for those roles That's and right. looking I know. Yeah. exactly. It's Water true. World. I know. <laughs> well, you know, I re- there's a weird thing between insane confidence where you don't mm-hmm. let doubt in and yeah. thinking you're supposed to do it a particular way. Yeah. Because I know for me there was a point where I I remember getting out of the shower and getting dressed, and I think I was in like seventh grade. It was the first time I ever let myself think that I might not be as famous as Barbara Streisand. Oh, like I had never uh-huh. even considered that that would yeah. not happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. and somehow that seed of doubt entered my brain. Yeah, and a lot of stuff changed. Yeah, so there's something about this, like that, the tree of knowledge in uh, the Garden of Eden. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and there's just like oh. Oh wait, there's a possibility, and then I just noticed my own. Like I felt like I saw people. Mm. I saw myself through other people's eyes, like mm. you saw that guy. Yeah. Like oh, I'm just this really awkward girl from Kirkwood, Missouri. I'm not mm. Barbara Streisand, mm. but up until then, all I saw was Barbara Streisand. Mm. Yeah. Well, and we have. I mean, the thing is, <clears throat> we have to have a certain level of insane confidence to yeah. do right, what to we're doing. doing. Exactly. To even get on a podcast and talk about right. ourselves, we have right. to be a little bit like, well, people will want to hear this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we, so we have... And they will. Uh, oh, and they will. They're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> America is sitting <laughs> sitting collectively listening to us. And Europe. Oh, and Europe. Because America and Europe and, oh, and, Europe. Europe and, Europe and, <laughs> and, and Japan. And that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um you know what I mean? Like to be able to get up yeah. on stage or to, or to do what we do for a living, you have to, you can't, we have a thing that we're like, oh yeah, I'm, so it's very tricky and it's really hard and our ego yeah. is such a part of what we mm-hmm. do. <clears throat> yeah. And 
it's like it's very hard for most people to even understand the mentality of somebody who would want to do that. I mean, to most yeah. people, their greatest fear is having to get up in front of people and talk. Right, and right. it's what we do for a living. And right. I'm sure people are like, that's like saying, you know, I'm a hang glider or mm-hmm. I, you know, or something mm-hmm. crazy to people. And so I don't really know the answer to that, but it's like you, it's like keeping it in check it's and a going, balancing act. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and is. knowing I, this is when I'm at my truest and, um, at, at, yeah. at, when I'm the most happy is when I'm doing what I do. And I'm yeah. very, I'm very, I feel very lucky that I know what my passion is and I love doing that. Um, I, I've given up like, like, like the famous thing is so interesting and weird. And it's like, it becomes its own thing. And you're like, oh, that'll be whatever that is. Like, I don't yeah, really yeah. care about that anymore. Sure. Um, and, um, cause I did for yeah. like a long time and put all my energy there yeah. and it's like, just you are famous, do good, really work. I'm so famous. You are famous. You are so though. famous. You are. I think I would call you undeniably famous. Yes. But well, <laughs> I would, can if I, I were asked, I, I would call you my, undeniably I'm famous. I would say undeniably famous. Deniably famous. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably. No, no. Inarguably famous. No, but I just like, I, I used to have this thing, like you were saying about like Barbara Streisand and I'm like, I'm going to take over the world. And I'm like, yeah. You know, I see billboards for like Kevin can wait, and I'm like, I never want to be that famous, and I'm never going to yeah. be Kevin James. Like the world is not going to cut to them having like, to recast that role and you taking it and being like, I'll take the role. It has to be called Drew can wait, but that's no longer a play on. I don't care. Drew can wait. Don't change any of the lines. I'm just going to do it the way he did it, and um. But you know what I mean? Like you're like, I don't ever want that level of insane of insane exposure and people like, I don't want that. I just want to be able to do what I love for the rest of my life. And, you know, and I think that's, you know, um, and, and the other thing too is that no one remembers. Like mm. you could go meet that man. You know this. Nobody like, you, even remembers you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, could yeah. meet that man tomorrow at a meeting, and he would never remember. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't you feel a lot of it too? Is like you know when a rocket takes off and like all the pieces of it that fall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pods, the only yes. the little yeah. pods with just the two yeah. people oh, in it are needed. Oh, that's beautiful. It's but so great. You sort of feel like well, me wanting to be Barbara Streisand got me out of Kirkwood, Missouri. Right. Absolutely. And then, then these other things happen, and then us wanting to be famous probably got us to a certain point. And right, right. Up. And so I feel like we wouldn't be the people we were if we didn't have these th- rocket thrusters to get right, us to the right. next level. But I, th- I used to feel very much like I was giving up because mm-hmm. I think like probably mm-hmm. all of us, you know, half the people we know on television, mm-hmm. uh, we, we we were in a class with them at some mm-hmm. point. Sure, yeah. sure. It's like, oh, you're so close and yet so far. Yep. <laughs> um, so it's like, oh, am I giving up on something? It's like, no, I think it's fine tuning. You know, mm-hmm. I think like mm-hmm. for the longest time, just to speak to your point earlier like I used to feel like I had to do it the way the person that was getting on television was doing it mm, but when right. I did it it looked like an asshole yeah you can only right. do you you yeah, have to do yeah. you you have to do you and it's yeah. like it's a good saying and it's um what is it you just do you, you just have do, to do you, you yeah. yeah I like that um I it's yeah. I think it's a, a I think it's a rap. Oh, okay, I was like, Holly's never heard <laughs> no. that before. I'm sorry. I, I, I thought asshole. it was real too. I'm going. I was like, was you know so what I do? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I didn't. You know, I didn't invent. Yeah. You know, I didn't invent. Just do you, right? Okay, <laughs> just do it. I like that. I like that. Got milk. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, no, got right, milk. Well, on that note, that's all the time we have. Really? We're out of time. Can Aww. you believe it? I know. We were just getting started. I know. We were just getting started. But Can we I just think... hang out in here and Let's just yeah. hang out. Well, there's another room, show yeah. recording right now, so we can. but we can certainly just hang out in here. We and... can be like Oprah and have the post-show podcast. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the wrap up. Why are these... In this room, there are these... Um, in uh, what are these what's that word tweed what is that there's a tweed like almost Japanese curtain mm-hmm. behind you as if there's, yeah, there's like a room divider oh, there's, but then there's, oh, there's glass a family behind drumming. there I bet that's for drumming I bet that's for drumming oh that's drumming. a home oh it could or be like something. a like a cage for drumming for yeah. where there's noise but they need to see out the little window oh yeah I don't know smart. that's what I'm confused about what the glass is for because it's not absorbing it's bound the glass is bouncing sound while mm. the what is that material it's not tweed no, it's um like it's a muslin 
Muslim. Muslim. That's what it is. That's it. I think everyone listening is probably very confused. But we're gonna post a picture of that. We should post a picture of that and just to be like, that's what this we're Muslim. gonna call we're gonna title this episode just that picture. <laughs> that's great. Drew, thank you for having thank us. Thank you all so much. Thank you for being here. I wanna thank my guests, Holly Mandel and Brian Jordan Alvarez. This has been another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations on Feral Audio. I love you. I love you too. Woo. I love you. Woo! Woo. Woo. Woo.